Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios of Hive, otherwise known as in Anglo-Saxon The Haven, in Kent, southeast England, just near the English Channel. Um, and we're here in the midst of all the turmoil that's going on in the world, um, peacefully hearing Srila Prabhupada's books every day and giving uh, more and more people, I hope, the opportunity to become attracted and attached and fall, and fall in love with Krishna. So before we do that, we're going to read the Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from the Sri Krishna Lila Stava, <coughs> text 412 and 416 by Srila Goswami. His glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvan Dudita Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madbudo man mahadana, mannisdaraka madbhagya, madanandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin, atini chochatakada. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, reading from Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Prabhupada's masterful summary study of the Tenth Canto, and we've reached chapter 71. Lord Krishna 
in Intrapasta City. You remember that we're in Krishna's uh, uh, court in Dwarka, and they're all the leaders are considering going and attacking Jarasandha. And just then, Narda comes along. And Krishna so intelligently looks to Uddhava and he wants Uddhava to solve the problem. In the presence of the great sage Narada and all the other associates of Lord Krishna, Uddhava considered the situation and then spoke as follows. My dear Lord, First of all, let me say that the great sage Narada Muni has requested you to go to Hastinapur to satisfy King Yudhishthira. Mm. Let me see if this works here. I'm using a different setup here. Oh, I see. Okay. <clears throat> my dear Lord, this is Uddhava speaking. My dear Lord, first of all let me say that the great sage Narada Muni has requested you to go to Hastinapur to satisfy King Yudhishthir, your cousin, who is making arrangements to perform the great sacrifice known as Rajasuya. I think therefore that your lordship should immediately go there to help the king in this great venture. However, although to accept the invitation offered by the sage Narada as primary is quite appropriate, at the same time, my lord, it is your duty to give protection to the surrendered souls. Both purposes can be served if we understand the whole situation. Unless we are victorious over all the kings, no one can perform this Rajasuya sacrifice. In other words, it is to be understood that King Yudhishthira cannot perform this great sacrifice without gaining victory over the belligerent King Jarasandha. A Rajasuya sacrifice can be performed only by one who has gained victory over all directions. Therefore, to execute both purposes, we first have to kill Jarasandha. I think that if we can somehow or other gain victory over Jarasandha, our purposes will automatically be served. The imprisoned kings will be released and with great pleasure we shall enjoy the spread of your transcendental fame for having saved the innocent kings whom Jarasandha has imprisoned. But King Jarasandha is not an ordinary man. He has proved the stumbling block even to great warriors because, of his, bodily, because his bodily strength is equal to the strength of 10,000 
elephants. If there is anyone who can conquer this king, he is none other than Bhimasen, because he also possesses the strength of 10,000 elephants. The best thing would be for Bhimasen to fight alone with him. Then there would be no unnecessary killing of many soldiers. In fact, Jarasandha will be very difficult to conquer when he stands with his Okshahini divisions of soldiers. We may therefore adopt a policy more favorable to the situation. We know that King Jarasandha is very much devoted to the Brahmanas and very charitably disposed toward them. He never refuses any request from a Brahmana. I think, therefore, that Bhimasen should approach Jarasandha in the dress of a Brahmana, beg charity from him, and then personally engage him in fighting with him, in fighting him. And in order to assure Bhimasen's victory, I think that your Lordship should accompany him. If the fighting takes place in your presence, I am sure Bhimasen will emerge victorious, for your presence makes everything impossible possible. Indeed, Lord Brahma creates this universe and Lord Shiva destroys it simply through your influence. Actually, you create and destroy the entire cosmic manifestation. Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are only the superficially visible causes. Creation and destruction are actually performed by the invisible time factor, which is your impersonal representation. Everything is under the control of this time factor. If your invisible time factor can perform such wonderful acts through Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, will not your personal presence help Bhimasen conquer Jarasandha? My dear Lord, when Jarasandha is killed, the queens of all the imprisoned kings will be so joyful at their husbands being released by your mercy that they will all sing your glories, being as pleased as the gopis were when released from the hands of Shankachuda. All the great sages, the king of the elephants, Gajendra, the goddess of fortune, Sita, and even your father and mother were all delivered by your causeless mercy. We also have been thus delivered, and we always sing the transcendental glories of your activities. Therefore, I think that if the killing of Jarasandha is, undertake, is undertaken first, that will automatically solve many other problems. As for the Rajasuya sacrifice arranged in Hastinapur, it will be held either because of the pious activities of the imprisoned kings or the impious activities of Jarasandha. My Lord, it appears that you are to go personally to Hastinapur to conquer demoniac kings like Jarasandha and Shishupal, to release the pious imprisoned kings and, to, and also to perform 
the great Rajasuya sacrifice. Considering all these points, I think that your Lordship should immediately proceed to Hastinapur. This advice of Uddhava's was appreciated by all who were present in the assembly. Everyone considered that Lord Krishna's going to Hastinapur would be beneficial from all points of view. The great sage Narada, the elder personalities of the Yadu dynasty and the supreme personality of Godhead, Krishna himself, all supported the statement of Uddhava. Lord Krishna then took permission from his father Vasudev and grandfather Ugrasena and he immediately ordered his servants Dharaka and Jaitra to arrange to travel to Hastinapur where everything was prepared, when everything was prepared. Lord Krishna especially bid farewell to Lord Balarama and the king of the Yadus, Ugrasena. And after dispatching his queens along with their children and sending their necessary luggage ahead, he mounted his chariot, which bore the flag marked with the symbol of Garuda. Before starting the procession, Lord Krishna satisfied the great sage Narada by offering him different kinds of articles of worship. Nardaji wanted to fall at the lotus feet of Krishna, <clears throat> but because the Lord was playing the part of a human being, he simply offered his respects within his mind and fixing the transcendental form of the Lord within his heart, he left the assembly house by the airways. Usually, the sage, the sage Narada does not walk on the surface of the globe, but travels, travels in outer space. After the departure of Narada, Lord Krishna addressed the messenger who had come from the imprisoned kings and told him that they should not be worried for he would very soon arrange to kill the king of Magadha, Jarasandha. Thus he wished good fortune to all the imprisoned kings and the messenger. After receiving this assurance from Lord Krishna, the messenger returned to the imprisoned kings and informed them of the happy news of the Lord's forthcoming visit. All the kings were joyful at the news and began to wait very anxiously for the Lord's arrival. The chariot of Lord Krishna started for Hastinapur accompanied by many other chariots along with elephants, cavalry, infantry and similar royal paraphernalia. Bugles, drums, trumpets, conch shells and horns all produced a loud auspicious sound which vibrated in all directions. The 16,000 queens headed by the goddess of fortune Rukmini Devi, the ideal wife of Lord Krishna and accompanied by their respective sons all followed behind Lord Krishna. They were dressed in costly garments decorated with ornaments and their bodies were smeared with sandalwood pulp and garlanded with fragrant flowers. Riding on palanquins, nicely decorated with silks and flags and golden lace, they followed their exalted husbands, Lord Krishna. They followed their exalted husband, Lord Krishna. 
The infantry soldiers carried shields, swords, and lances in their hands and acted as royal bodyguards to the queens. In the rear of the procession were the wives and children of all the other, all the other followers, and there were many society girls also following. Many beasts of burden, like bulls, buffalo, mules, and asses, carried the camps, bedding, and carpets, and the women who followed were seated in separate palanquins on the, bank, on the backs of camels. <laughs> what a procession! This panoramic procession was accompanied by the shouts of the people and was full with the display of different colored flags, umbrellas, helmets and, or and armaments shining in the sunlight. The procession appeared just like an ocean with high waves and sharks. In this way, the procession of Lord Krishna's party advanced toward Hastinapur, New Delhi, and gradually passed through the kingdom of Anarta, Gujarat province, Sovira, Surat, the great desert of Rajasthan, and then Kurukshetra. Between those kingdoms were many mountains, rivers, towns, villages, pasturing grounds, and mining fields. The procession, the procession passed through all these places in its advance. On his way to Hastinapur, the Lord crossed two big rivers, the Drishadvati and the Saraswati. Then he crossed the provinces of Panchala and Matsya. In this way, he ultimately arrived at Hastinapur or Indraprastha. The audience of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is not at all commonplace. <clears throat> Therefore, when King Yudhishthir heard that Lord Krishna had arrived in his capital city, Hastinapur, he became so joyful that all his bodily hairs stood on end in great ecstasy and he immediately came out of the city to properly receive the Lord. He ordered the musical vibration of different instruments and songs and the learned brahmanas of the city began to chant the hymns of the Vedas very loudly. Lord Krishna is known as Rishikesha, the master of the senses, and King Yudhishthir went forward to receive him exactly as the senses meet the consciousness of life. King Yudhishthir was the elder cousin of Krishna. Naturally, he had great affection for the Lord, and as soon as he saw him, his heart became filled with great love and affection. He had not seen the Lord for many days, and therefore he thought himself most fortunate to see the Lord present before him. The king therefore embraced Lord Krishna again and again in great affection. The eternal form of Lord Krishna is the everlasting residence of the goddess of fortune. As soon as King Yudhishthira embraced him, he became free from all the contamination of material existence. He immediately felt transcendental bliss and merged in an ocean of happiness. There were tears in his eyes 
and his body shook in ecstasy. He completely forgot that he was living in this material world. After this, Bhimasen, the second brother of the Pandavas, smiled and embraced Lord Krishna, thinking of him as his own maternal cousin, and thus he also merged in great ecstasy. Bhimasen was so filled with ecstasy that for the, for the time being he forgot his material existence. Then Lord Sri Krishna himself embraced the other three Pandavas, Arjuna, Nakula and Sahadev. The eyes of all three brothers were inundated with tears and Arjuna embraced Krishna again and again because they were intimate friends. The, the two younger brothers, after being embraced by Lord Krishna, fell down at his lotus feet to offer their respects. Lord Krishna thereafter offered his obeisances to the Brahmanas present as well as to the elder members of the Kuru dynasty like Bhishma, Drona and Dhritarashtra. There were many kings of different provinces such as Kuru, Srinjaya and Kekaya and Lord Krishna duly reciprocated greetings and respect with them. The professional, the professional reciters like the Suttas, Magadas and Vandis accompanied by the Brahmanas offered their respectful prayers to the Lord. Performing artists like the Gandharvas as well as the royal jokers began to play their Panava drums, conch shells, kettle drums, venas, mridangas and bugles and they exhibited their dancing art to please the Lord. Thus, the all-famous Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, entered the great city of Hastinapur, which was opulent in every respect. <clears throat> While Lord Krishna was entering the city, all the people talked amongst themselves about the glories of the Lord, praising His transcendental name, qualities, form, and so on. The roads, streets, and lanes of Hastinapur were all sprinkled with fragrant water through the trunks of intoxicated elephants. In different places of the city, there were colorful festoons and flags decorating the houses and streets. At important crossroads, there were gates with golden decorations, and at the two sides of the gates, there were golden water jugs. These beautiful decorations glorified the opulence of the city. Participating in this great ceremony, all the citizens gathered here and there, dressed in colorful new clothing and decorated with ornaments, flower garlands and fragrant scents. The houses were all illuminated by hundreds and thousands of lamps placed in different corners of the cornices, walls, columns, bases and architraves. And far away from this, the rays of, and, 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 and from far away, the rays of the lamps appeared to be celebrating the festival of Diwali, a particular festival observed on the New, Year, New Year's Day of the Hindu calendar. Deepa Bali, some kind called Diwali, it's also Deepa Bali. 
particular festival observed on the New Year's Day of the Hindu calendar. Within the walls of the houses, fragrant incense was burning and smoke rose through the windows, making the entire atmosphere very pleasing. On the top of every house, flags were flapping and the golden water pots kept on the roofs shone brilliantly. Lord Krishna thus entered the city of the Pandavas, enjoyed the beautiful atmosphere and slowly proceeded ahead. When the young girls in every house heard that Lord Krishna, the only object worth seeing, was passing on the road, they were very eager to see this all-famous personality. Their hair loosened and their tightened saris became slack due to their hastily rushing to see him. They gave up their household engagements and those who were lying in bed with their husbands immediately left them and came directly down under the street to see Lord Krishna. The procession of elephants, horses, chariots and infantry was very crowded. Some of the girls, being unable to see properly in the crowd, got up on the roofs of the houses. Pleased to see Lord Krishna, Sri Krishna, Passing with his thousands of queens, they showered flowers on the procession, embraced Lord Krishna within their minds, and gave him a hearty reception. When they saw him in the midst of his many queens, like the full moon situated amidst many luminaries, they began to talk among themselves. One girl said to another, My dear friends, it is very difficult to guess what type of pious activities these queens have performed, for they are always enjoying the smiling face and loving glances of Krishna. While Lord Krishna was thus passing on the road, at intervals some of the citizens who were all rich, respectable, and freed from all sinful activities presented auspicious articles to the Lord just to offer him a reception to the city. Thus, they worshipped him as humble servants, humble servitors. When Lord Krishna entered the palace, all the ladies there were overwhelmed with affection just upon seeing him. They immediately received Lord Krishna with glittering eyes, expressing their love and affection for him. And Lord Krishna smiled and accepted their feelings and gestures of reception. When Kunti, the mother of the Pandavas, saw her nephew Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, she was overpowered by love and affection. <clears throat> she at once got up from her bedstead and appeared before him with her daughter-in-law, Draupadi, and in maternal love, and affection, she embraced him. As Maharaj Yudhisthira brought Krishna within the palace, the king became so confused in his jubilation that he practically forgot what he was to do at that, at that time to receive Krishna and worship him properly. Lord Krishna delightfully offered his respects and obeisances to Kunti and other elder ladies of the palace. His younger sister, Subhadra, 
was also standing there with Draupadi, and both offered their respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of the Lord. As the indication of her, at, at the indication of her mother-in-law, Draupadi brought clothing, ornaments, and garlands, and with this paraphernalia they received the queens, Rukmini, Satyabhama, Bhadra, Jambavati, Kalindi, Mitravinda, Lakshmana, and the devoted Satya. These principal queens of Lord Krishna were first received, and then the other queens were also offered a proper reception. King Yudhisthira arranged for Krishna's rest and saw to it that all who came along with him, namely his queens, soldiers, ministers and secretaries, were comfortably situated. He had arranged that they would experience a new feature of reception every day while staying as guests of the Pandavas. It was during this time that Lord Sri Krishna, with the help of Arjuna, allowed the fire god Agni to devour the Kandava forest for his satisfaction. During the forest fire, Krishna saved the demon Mayasura, who was hiding in the forest. Upon being saved, Mayasura felt obliged to the Pandavas and Lord Krishna, and he constructed a wonderful assembly house within the city of Hastinapur. To please King Yudhishthira, Lord Krishna remained in the city of Hastinapur for several months. During his stay, he enjoyed strolling here and there. He used to drive on chariots with Arjuna and many warriors and soldiers used to follow them. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta Purport of the 71st chapter of Krishna, Lord Krishna in Indraprastha city. And it's almost 7.50. Then the next chapter is not short. So we'll stop here our reading for tonight and ask the assembled sages to give us their sangha by uh, giving their reflections and discussions and whatever else. Hare Krishna. Verse <clears throat> this from Brian Phillips. Hare Krishna Bhakta Brian. First off the, off the blocks, go ahead. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace, Prabhupada. From Rati Manjari. Hari Bo Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, steady like a planet's orbit. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Comment from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. She says, Hari Bo Maharaj, each day gets better and better than the day before. I believe Krishna is real and everything I hear is true. I am waking up gradually. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, what a wonderful uh, revelation 
in a wonderful uh, appreciation. And it's true. Anandam Bhudivardhanam. What you just said was, was Lord Krishna, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, glorification of Krishna's pastimes and Krishna's holy name. Anandam Bhudivardhanam. It's an ever increasing ocean of bliss. So it's not unusual and it's not surprising at all that it just keeps getting better and better. This is a sign of advanced devotional service and I'd like to congratulate Vilas Minjari Hare Krishna on her attainment of this degree of eagerness and attachment and uh, surrender to the to the pastimes of the Lord. Hare Krishna. Sudevi. Oh, Sudevi. Sudevi, I'm sorry. And uh, from Gopakanya, David asks. Yes, Gopakanya. She says, Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and your daily reading service of Srila Prabhupada's books, Maharaj. This is the funnest service I've ever done in my life. I've been at this for almost 49 years now. It'll be 49 years in October. And I can tell you that this service is the most wonderful service that I've ever done. Just to read Prabhupada's books out loud, you know, with with a group of devotees who really want to hear and are eager to hear. It is the perfection of human existence. Hare Krishna. From Goranga Gopal. Hey Goranga Gopal, Hari He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I wondered why this chapter refers to Indraprastha when it seems to happen in Hastinapur. I actually thought that the Pandavas were residing at this time in Indraprastha and the Kauravas stayed in Hastinapur. I am a little confused. Could you please help Indrapasta me? is a part of Hastinapur. It's, it's, it's actually one metropolis, but it's a little bit Indraprastha is a little bit distant from the center of Hastinapur. And of course, geography changes over all so many years. 5,000 years later, it's a little different now. But there are remnants of the, of the Pandavas fort in one part of Delhi, a little south of Delhi. And Indraprastha was south of Delhi, or south of Hastinapur. But it's considered to be the same metropolis. Hare Krishna. Twin cities. Some people come from Minnesota. Twin cities. Hare Krishna. This is from Sebastian Stoy. Hare Bhakti Sebastian in London. He says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to your daily readings. Hare Krishna. From Radhi Mandrai. Mm. Okay, Radhi, let's go. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. You are indeed very fortunate, and you make us fortunate as well. Thank you. I also have a question. Mm. Are Lord Krishna's 
principal queens none different from his Astasaki gopis? They're expansions. They're none different, yes. <clears throat> Just like Vasudev Krishna is none different than Krishna. So the queens of Dwarka, uh, Krishna's queens, are none different than the than the uh, most confidential gopis. There's different versions of how that happened. Uh, one of them is in, in the Lita Madhava by Rupa Goswami. He describes how uh, the main queens after Krishna left uh, the main gopis I mean after Krishna left they went to different places and and it looked like they were the daughters of kings uh, that's also inconceivable but they're not but they never leave Vrindavan just like Krishna never leaves Vrindavan and it's described that Radharani went to the sun planet. She entered the Jamuna and went to the sun planet, but she stayed at the, in Vrindavan at the same time. These are all Krishna's unlimited and inconceivable pastimes. And from there, she was uh, given by the sun god to uh, Satrajit and then became Krishna's one of Krishna's two main queens, Satyabhama. Like that. Like that. And all of these uh, queens that were liberated are also in the same same position. So yes and no, they're they're the same persons, but at the same time they're expansions, and they have a different different their their original forms in Vrindavan. And if you ask why it is, how it is, that that the gopis went to Kurukshetra and saw some of these queens, that is beyond my pay grade. It's beyond my conception. I can't explain it. Except that it's possible. Krishna can do anything. Just like Sukadevi just said, she, ex she, she accepts Krishna and she accepts everything in these books as true. And when you come to that platform, uh, everything becomes revealed just by hearing. Hare Krishna. Rati Manjari says thank you. Hare Krishna. And from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Anandamurti. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. <coughs> thank you so much for today's reading. Lord Sri Krishna is like a superhero for everybody. Today all citizens of Hastinapur became filled with so much bliss. We are also tasting the nectar by hearing those ultimate truths. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Bhakti Rupa says Hari Hari Bo. Hari Hari Bo. Vidas. Vilas Manjari. Hare Krishna Vilas Manjari. She says, Dear Maharaj, please accept my obeisance my humble obeisances. All glories to Su Devi's statement. I am also nourished and growing in my appreciation of Krishna 
by the grace of your daily readings. Mm. A thousand thank yous for reading daily and sharing your faith and taste for hearing with us all. Mm. I pray we can all go on hearing like this forever. Just imagine a procession of Krishna and all his army and secretaries and ministers and all of his queens, 16,000 with all their servants going in a procession. My gosh. And, and they have, you know, they, they camp on the way, you know. <laughs> it's, it's inconceivable. What a, what a huge entourage that is. Okay, let's go. Matthew Manjari says, I loved hearing about the beautiful procession of the Lord traveling with his whole family through the desert with all the colorful decorations mm. and all the greetings according to the different relationships. Yes, unbelievable. Simply marvelous, exalted, and enchanting. Yes, the culture the Christian conscious culture where everybody can be happy. Now look what's happening in the big cities, what people are suffering like wounded dogs, you know. It's un unbelievable. The living conditions, the air, you know, the food, the attention, the, the angst, the, the evil leaders, the ignorance. It's just inconceivable. And the difference Therefore, the people who are so much in ignorance, they can't conceive of such a wonderful culture, a wonderful uh, family as Krishna's family. Therefore, they say mythology. They just dismiss it with the slight of their hand. Yes, so unfortunate. So it's our duty as, as followers of Srila Prabhupada to attract as many people as possible back to real human life. That's what this is. We're hearing about real human life, what it was like in the Vedic age, especially when Krishna is present. Everything becomes perfect. And the spiritual world is perfect. never has to go through all of these changes that the material world has to go through. So thank you, uh, Rati, for your appreciation. Hare Krishna. She also comments, it is the ultimate transcendental road show, yeah. attracting all souls. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. From Gauranga Gopal. Haribo Gauranga Gopal. He says, I also wondered what principle is there for Jurasanda to accept to be cheated by our three heroes disguised as prominence. This happens at other occasions when Arjuna comes to kidnap Subhadra or when he and his brother go to attend Draupadi Svayamvara. Is that somewhat a fair and legal trick or is the one being tricked just very tolerant? Uh, well, Jirasandha, the part of the Vedic culture is that to sit in a, in, in, a, in a throne and be a king, a real Kshatriya. We can't envision real Kshatriyas now because everyone's cowards. They just, the leaders just send innocent young men and women out 
to fight and they stay in their luxurious places. But the real Kshatriyas, they had principles by which they acted. And if they didn't, then they would become the laughing stock of the whole Kshatriya society. And that, as Krishna said in the Gita, for one who has been honored, dishonor is worse than death. So it's the Kshatriya spirit, it's the real chivalry. If they're challenged, they have to accept a fight. And Jasinda, he was, and, and all the all the Kshatriya kings, they had to be very charitable towards Brahmanas. When the Brahmanas came, just see what happened with Bali Maharaj. When when Vamana Dev came as a Brahma, little Brahmana, he gave away everything. Even at the, at the against the uh, protest of this so-called spiritual master Shukracharya. So, yes, this is Vedic culture. It's not. It's not. It is tricks in a sense, but it's all based on the actual principles of real human life in the Varnashram system of human human existence. So even the demons who hate Krishna, they would act according to certain principles to maintain their stature in human society. And therefore all the people that were around them would follow them. It's, it is said in some of the places of the Mahabharata and other places that even Duryodhana, who was a great demon, he was, he was a good manager. The, the people weren't suffering under, under the, uh, the administration of the, of the Kurus. That's why these descriptions of these towns and how they're organized and how they're run and how the people uh, live, uh, it's all similar. Everyone knows what their duty is and they do it to the best of their capacity. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa. Haribo Bhakta Rupa. He says, it's amazing that by theoretically accepting this as truth, we get to hear the truth. And by hearing the truth, it is no longer theory. Yes. That's called vijnana. Application of the truth. Realization. Another way to put it. Realization of the truth. Wonderful. And Krishna says that once you get that, you don't have anything more to get. What's that verse? Jnana teham savigyanam idam baksham yasheshtaha yajjyatva ne... Jnana vijnana sahitam Let me see. Gita. It's in the seventh chapter, second verse. Jnanam teham sivigyanam. Yeah. Idam vaksyam yasheshataha. Yajgyatva. I was right. Yajgyatva nehabuyon yaj. Yatavam avashishate. 
I shall now declare unto you in full this knowledge, both phenomenal and numinous. This being known, nothing further shall remain for you to know. So phenomenal means the external phenomenal world and the numinous means the energies behind it. Full knowledge. Srimad Bhagavatam gives full knowledge. Bhagavad Gita gives full knowledge. Whereas in previous ages, people would study the four Vedas and they would study the Upanishads and they would study, you know, all the Puranas and Itihasas. In the Kali Yuga, Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and then Chaitanya Charitamrita. And all the literatures that are written by the Goswamis, they come from these literatures. Therefore, who can calculate the fortune we have to be able to hear these literatures submissively from Shiva Prabhupada, who is a liberated soul? Only a liberated soul could do what he did. Not No ordinary human being could do what he did. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for all those lovely reflections and points. And thank you very much. Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ki Jai. Samabeda Bhaktavinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. The glorious, ever expanding, ever blissful, increasingly blissful pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the, lo lo the lovable object of every living being. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow.